Hey guys, what's up? It's your boy, Kyle Conkeel. I know it's been a while since I've had a podcast, but, you know, I just decided that maybe it was time to bring it back. It's been four years almost to the day since my very last podcast with uh, Mark Holcomb and James Leach down at the Regent in downtown LA, and I just decided to kind of put it off and... One thing led to another. I was going to take like a six-month sabbatical and then come back, but I never did. So, four years later, here I am now. And to be honest, this podcast was it was super fun to do. I just decided that because it's going to be something that's not really going to be music-related, I figured it would be a good idea to change the name and kind of keep it more of an open format. So that's why it is not called Tour Bus Confidential anymore. It's not really going to be aimed towards just music, which is why I wanted to do the inaugural podcast with someone who wasn't a musician, but someone who I really look up to in the way that they kind of do what they want to do and they do it how they want to do it. So I didn't want to box myself in to be Oh, it's another music podcast. Yes, I'm in a band. Yes, I do music. But I wouldn't really consider this to be to be just another music podcast. It's just another thing that I'm trying to do, you know, and the main thing with it, it's not to make money. You know, it's not to you know, further myself as a you know, as a name, air quotes, but more of me wanting to stay busy and stay sane. These are really weird times and, you know, uh, I'm finding myself just looking for more busy work to do besides looking at my phone because, to be quite honest, it's getting pretty bleak. So I figured now would be the best time, you know, and maybe it will help raise my spirits or raise the spirits of anybody who might be listening. You know, so I have this now, again. Um, I have my merch store as well, kyleconkeel.bigcartel.com, which I have the Cyberconk 2020 t-shirts now on pre-order. You can pre-order them until September the 20th, my birthday. After that, there won't be any more prints, so get them while you can. And I'm really hoping that this podcast comes out at least decently before that. So, this part of my little intro actually matters. So anyway, this podcast with Eric D and his lovely fiance Rebecca, um, he owns uh, Meth Syndicate, which is a t-shirt company. They make hats, pins, just all kinds of stuff. And it's uh, very imaginative. And if you want to follow them, you can at Meth Syndicate on Instagram I think it's at Meth Syndicate 69. I don't remember. It's in the podcast uh, on Twitter. But check his stuff out. Oh, and, of course, methsyndicate.com. Any of you guys who have seen, like, my Predator 2 t-shirt with Danny Glover on it, uh, the Franzia t-shirt, which is, like, the Misfits logo with the the Franzig uh, boxed wine logo on the inside. Uh, he also made the Larry David Pretty Good t-shirt. Um, and he's made a whole bunch of really cool and imaginative designs. So please go and check out Meth Syndicate. 
go check out my boy Eric D on Instagram at Meth Syndicate. And if you want to follow Rebecca, you can at Rebecca Undead on Instagram. I don't have her Facebook, but I really wish I had a third microphone. You can hear it in the background, but I just wish it was a lot more clear than what it was. Uh, she definitely had a lot of interesting things to say. Um, so please enjoy my conversation with Eric D and Rebecca Undead. One, two. There we go. There we go. All right. Hello. So your boy is fucking back. It's been <laughs> it's been four years since his last podcast, but uh, you know, I decided to just say fuck it and start it again. So as you were trying to explain before I started recording, yes, the Eric D because that's that's mm. all I've ever seen is just Eric D. Yeah, I keep it on. I have a I have a long Italian last name, and I'm, I'm adopted and I'm Irish, and it just it doesn't even add up. Uh, when I was touring back in the early 2000s, I was on a tour with a lot of Eric's, and everyone got a nickname. I remember there was a there was a scandalous, there was a swamp goat, there was a wheeler. Everyone got a cool nickname, and I got Eric D. They just took my life. That's just it. But it stuck, and that's how I was referred to to differentiate, you know, the Eric's. And uh, it's been that it's been that ever since. I have I have some really weird nicknames. So I would love to hear your weird nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> well, my last name's Conkeel, mm-hmm. which is a weird fucking Polish last name. And so a lot of my nicknames are derivative of the word conk. Okay. So there's like like uh Nick Diltz, who's actually the guy who introduced me to to your to your company. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh he came up with uh with Conky, Donkey Conk, <laughs> Big Conk. Uh, and I think see those those at least they make logical sense. Mine's not a nickname; it's just my name abbreviated, which is weird that that is my nickname though. Well, I also have one with the band, which is Mister Brennard. What, what's that about? <laughs> so, <laughs> is I that th- an alter ego? Uh, somewhat, yeah. Okay. So basically, it was like we were ah, fuck. I think it was like the first year that we were touring, and there was a picture of me at a meet and greet, and I, I think I just looked like a stern. Like teacher, what were you wearing that would, <laughs> that would validate the stern teacher? I had my glasses, a ponytail, I had a jacket on. I, I don't remember what I was doing, you, but you, all right, you had the <laughs> you were covered up. All right, so my drummer like sent a picture to the band group chat of me from that meet and greet, and basically it just said like at first it was Kyle Bernard, 
He's like Kyle Bernard, a seventh grade substitute social studies teacher, loves archery and long oh, no. walks on the beach. <laughs> well, all right, so he doesn't well, call it archery. Of, hold on, instead of signing autographs, you should have graded their uh, paper. <laughs> you should have written a fucking grade on it. A plus. Nice to meet you. So, but he doesn't actually call it archery on the first tour. I don't know why I thought it was such a good idea, but I brought, I have a compound bow and I brought that on tour and it was kind of getting in the <laughs> way. That, what is a compound bow? So it's <laughs> like, so there's like three different kinds of bows. There's okay. a recurve bow, yep. a long bow, which is like what you would know from like, you know, the older movies. Sure. And then a compound bow is a, um, is a cam driven bow system that a lot of hunters use. But camera driven? No, cams. What's so the, a cam? So they're like... <laughs> At the at the at the top and bottom of, yeah. of, of of the limbs, there's like these mechanical. It's like a mechanical pulley system okay. that allows you to pull. So more. I guess what I'm asking is, do you actually pull back a string and shoot, or do you? Just, yeah. Oh, so it's not like a crossbow. No. Oh, because I'm like, well, shit. well, you need like a. It's called a a, a release. You can do a hand release, gotcha. a wrist release. So you have to have something to pull it back because a lot of guys who hunt or do target archery, it's like. You know, you're pulling back like 80 pounds. Sure, I, it makes sense. So, so you brought that on tour. I brought that on tour. It got in the way constantly. <laughs> I bet. So John, my drummer, was just like, "What is like? You fucking brought your goddamn rock and hammer, and <laughs> and it's just in the fuck away." So he said something about like rock and hammer, and then it turned into this thing where I was like, "Well, it wouldn't just be Bernard, my nickname. Like it would have to be something like, of course." You know, I have to be difficult with something, so I was like, it's Brennard, not Bernard. Okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah, you're mispronouncing my normal name. <laughs> it's Brennard. <laughs> oh my so, goodness. and yeah, so it was just like, and then we've come up with stupid fucking, like, catchphrases for me, like, oh, like, oh, I wouldn't do that. That's not the Brennard way, you know? <laughs> oh my God. Rebecca, do you ever have any nicknames? Yes. You did? My, my, my fiance, Rebecca's here as well. Huh? You are here. What was your nickname? You had a bunch? Yeah. Like what? Beckasaurus Rex. Beckasaurus Rex. Yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> That's it? <laughs> I love that. But, all right, so I didn't really give you a proper intro because I just want to say fuck it and just kind of go sure. into it. Sure, why not? Um, you're the founder, owner, creator of uh, Meth Syndicate. Will you give uh, my listeners a little bit of background on what Meth Syndicate is? Yeah, it's just a uh, it's an alternative uh, brand, I guess. Um, you know, it's just it it started as my Instagram. Really, it was just my Instagram handle was Meth Hawk. I named it after some crazy meth head dude in my hometown, and that was just my Instagram handle because I was just I'm just always been shitty. And um, from that, I was you know I played music and I was in bands and I would design the T-shirts. After we stopped playing, I ended, you know, I moved to California. But before that, I just like made T-shirts to fuck around with, just to make my friends laugh. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed people coming that I didn't know to my page and being like, "How do I get one?" I'm like, you know, on Facebook, you, you know, it's invasive. You're like, get the fuck out of here. This is like my Facebook. Not thinking that like maybe Instagram is a, a tool that can be used to market yourself. I was like, this is my Instagram. Like, I don't need some guy coming to asking me for T-shirts. Yeah. Until it clicked, I'm like, holy shit. This is a new platform to kind of sell off of. So from there, it's evolved quite a bit. But right now, I would say uh, we make the dumbest T-shirts on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you make T-shirts, pins, hats, sure, yeah. stickers. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely evolved into a, a brand for sure. It's, it's got its own little world and humor. And 
I'm very active in the stories, and I, you know, try to make people laugh with absurdity, and I don't know. It's it's hard to pinpoint, and I think that's what's exciting about it, honestly. Well, yeah, well, I think where I, uh, I briefly mentioned this earlier, where I found you was one of my coworkers, one of my really good friends, Nick Diltz from All Hail the Yeti. Um, I think he came in wearing like a, uh, it was like one of the Flanders kids, and I was like, fuck oh, yeah, NWA yeah, yeah. Fuck, or Fuck the police oh, shirt. Oh, it was, a, it was a fuck the police shirt. <laughs> and then... I, I, <laughs> I just, so recently, I'm not going to get political, but everything's crazy. And yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, I made a few fuck the police shirts. And people are like, oh, way to like jump on the bandwagon. And I'm like, go back eight years, dog. We've, <laughs> I think I, I, I think my second, the, the second shirt we ever made was a fuck the yeah. police shirt. And I'm like, you're wrong. But <laughs> anyway, so Nick from All Hail the Yeti. Yeah. yeah he, I met him. I get a lot of recipes from him. <laughs> vegan recipes? Yeah, the vegan <laughs> recipes. <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a nice dude. He taught me how to make vegan uh, cheese. There you go. He taught me. So, he taught you. He made well, vegan no, I cheese. Watched him, I watched his videos about the vegan cheese. Nick, I've been eating good ever since, man. Yeah, Thank you yeah, indirectly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're always kind of teetering, but we still eat fish and chicken. But yeah, well, I, him, yeah, yeah. I, I, I try to, I try to stay away from dairy. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think it's because when I was a little kid, I drank like a gallon of milk a day. Yeah. Sorry, but ew. <laughs> and like it wasn't like the it wasn't like your bones the... look good. Yeah. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I've never broken a bone. See, there you go. Yeah, Knock, on wood. Knock on wood. Bass whatever. player, thick strings, <laughs> fucking solid ass Kyle. <laughs> but yeah, and it wasn't like the fucking like the wimpy ass two percent either. It you was and whole, like whole red cap. Gray. Gray. Red capper. <laughs> not not Donald Trump red capper. <laughs> but whole milk red cap. Wear a red hat. Fred Durst is. He's can't that guy do would shit. Be fucked. He's got to go hatless nah, these he's days. Durst, he's Red Durst. <laughs> <laughs> you can I make know. you can make a, like a mashup shirt where it's like Red Fox and Fred Durst. Red no, Durst. That, that poor guy has gotten it enough. I have him hang. His face is hanging on my wall. I, I was so pissed when I fucking missed that shirt, man. I'm not gonna I'll, lie. I'll see what I can find in the uh, in the trenches. Be like, yeah, we had a really good time when Kyle came over, but uh, he fucking stole he's, my Durst. He stole, yeah, he stole a bunch of stuff. Your won't even creak. We won't even yeah. <laughs> well machi- well-oiled machine. <clears throat> so back to Nick. So the next time he came in, he was wearing the King Marv t-shirt. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. That's the best t-shirt Dude, I've that, ever seen. That shirt is always, it clicks in my head as a, so if, if I don't I haven't released it in years, but it's King Diamond's body with Marv from Home Alone. When he gets the spider put on his face and he screams, <laughs> he makes the same facial expressions as uh, King Diamond in that photo. But nowadays, I, I put out something like that, and people are like, "Oh my god, that's funny! It's clever! Like, I love that shirt." I I made that shirt very early on in the Meth Syndicate uh, world, and I remember people being like, "Oh, way to shit on two things I like and like <laughs> stuff like that," but they didn't fully understand mashup or parody or yeah. or whatever. It's always been around, but they it was just new to them to be like. You know, like a joke on a T-shirt. Yeah. You know, Big Johnson shirts are always around. Coed naked. There's always yeah, slogans yeah. since always, but like a new era of it. Uh, it I mean, it still pisses people off. You yeah. know, but it pissed a lot of people off back in the day, and like it took years and years and years for people to be like, "Oh shit, I get, I fuck with that now." Yeah. You know? Well, the second I saw it, I was like, "That's the, one of the most brilliant." See, yeah, because you're a smart person. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That's or, that's." Wait a minute! Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> but I, I i just thought it was brilliant and i and i really th- uh, and there's like kind of i wouldn't say like a wave but there's a certain group of like i like to call it independent 
like clothing brands. Fuck yeah, there is out right now, and it's like you know, like Ruck and Foughton, J- yeah, uh, you know, Jad Dovey. It's the you. Wild West right now. It's and, un- a lot of. It's just a ton of people. And I've purchased you know stuff from you. I've purchased a lot of shit from Jad. Uh, you know, stuff from uh, Ruck and Foughton, and and it's just like there's like barely any band T-shirts in my in my collection yeah. anymore. It's all just like. I want to find the either the goofiest or the fucking the coolest. Sure, it's yeah, it's fun, man. I mean, I sometimes I'll make shit because I'm like I I I mean most of the time I make shit because I want to rock it, you know. And yeah, it's like yeah, it it keeps. I think it's like fun. People like us probably grew up just wearing band T-shirts. Oh, dude! And it's like an alternative to the graphic tee that isn't like party hardy in Jamaica <laughs> or like you know it's like no a, bad days, but it's also not like the ninetieth fucking Nine Inch Nails T-shirt. You can find, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. Well, it's an alternative to that. I think it's awesome. I actually got kicked out of high school for my band t-shirts. Really? Yeah. What? Which one did you got? Which one put was the nail in the coffin? There was two. So there was the Cannibal Corpse Vial cover, mm-hmm. which was a long sleeve, which I would wear in the fucking that, uh, summer. The, the penis guy with yeah. the maggot stomach. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, <laughs> the the Dima Borgir shirt, the Puritanical Euphorica Misanthropia sure. t-shirt. With <laughs> Say the that chick- ten times fast. <laughs> <laughs> with the chick tied up with a barbed wire and her huge fake knockers out on it. See, that's not... Whatever. I don't know. That actually oh, no issue. It might have been the Jesus is a Cunt Cradle of Filth Cr- t-shirt. I mean, that's a classic. I, I got I got sent home for wearing a shooby dooby doo Bud Ice Penguin t-shirt. So... <laughs> Dude, for some reason, <laughs> I, so I have I. I got sent home for Oh no! I did. Sorry, sorry. I, I'm not sorry. Kyle got kicked out of school. I think I had to turn it inside out. I don't think I got sent home. But well, yeah, it, it was it was funny because like I have two older brothers, so like going into like middle school and high school, you know, my mom worked like three jobs just to fucking pay rent and shit. Sure. So I got a lot of hand me down T-shirts. It wasn't until I saw like a picture, like maybe ten. 15 years ago of like me in middle school wearing a fucking Jägermeister t-shirt. <laughs> like there it is. <laughs> well, that shit was cool in the 90s too, man. Even like Marlboro points. Like you'd have like the the kid whose mom like chain smoked, you'd have like a Marlboro like lunchbox or something, you know? You'd have that like dope ass fucking like like uh like Leatherman Marlboro jacket. Yeah. Dude, that shit was not allowed in my schools. You're like, from New no, Hampshire. I know, but that's like li- they they do crazy shit up there. But yeah. That, that was not well, that's what I'm saying. I, I had to turn mine inside out because it was alcohol involved. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's same same shit. But um, but it's just uh, the band t-shirts was a whole nother level. Like, you know. That tool one that looked like a penis, the wrench. <laughs> yeah. I sent home for wearing that. I had, really? I had that, I had that uh, in tan. Uh, and I remember I bought it at Filene's, which is weird. What? <laughs> yeah. Filene's had a little section of ban- licensed band merchandise because band t-shirts were so hot in the 90s that, like, you couldn't escape it. I rem- so the first band t-shirt I ever had, I think, was, like, a fucking Manson t-shirt yeah. with, like, his, like, face all over it. And, like, for some reason, like... Th- that shirt's worth $400 now. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, because I hung out with the metal guys. Sure. So it, like, wasn't cool to, like, like Manson or like punk rock. I get that. It was, yeah, like, yeah, there yeah. was, like, the elitist groups in sure. high school. There was, like, the punk rockers. I mean, yeah, but but we're old now. Yeah. <laughs> we're old now, and, and no one really gives a fuck yeah. what you listen Everything's to. Everything's gone to shit. No one cares. It's great. But uh, yeah, so I had this Manson shirt, and they were just like, 
you know, everyone else is walking around with like, oh, I got this new six feet under T-shirt or yeah. I got this, you know, new whatever dope fucking deicide T-shirt. And I had this fucking Manson shirt and they're like, poser. I'm like, what? You can't, I can't like Manson too? It's hard, man. It's like, <laughs> I, you know, I. it's like, it's funny too. Like when you're younger, you try to wear like, you know, the most specific underground bands. And I have an extensive T-shirt collection of really ridiculous shit. And now that I'm 35, I'm like... Walking around in a fucking Nirvana t-shirt. I'm like, I don't care anymore, man. Like, I don't give a shit. I love them. Here's a Ram- I'll wear a fucking Ramones t-shirt and not give a fuck at age 35. Yeah, I actually have a similar setup at my house, but yeah. it's like with the, you have these like little shelves here. Oh, yeah, that's just uh, old inventory, but, but in, that's in like, the bins, dude, it gets gross. Uh, I have no idea. It oh, gets I'm, gross. I'm, I'm, I saw your guys' Instagram stories when you were moving. I have a walk-in closet in the bedroom pretty much, and the whole floor is filled with tough. I have all the stuff hanging. And and the the sad thing is I'm, like, too fat for most of them. I don't know what I'm holding (laughs) on to. You can't It is. Like, but it's a medium, and I'll never fit into this. So. I, I gave her a 10-year anniversary, 1985 Motorhead tour shirt, because I, not, and I could lose 40 pounds, and I'm not still not fitting into it. Dude. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah you, you wore it once. <laughs> <laughs> well, because like, that's like my thing, and I have, I have T-shirts that I wore back in high school that I still have in my closet, because for some reason, when I was 15 or 16, I was like, it was cool, like... To wear big clothes, yeah. Then. So yeah, I had was. like the big, huge, like camo shorts with like the tube socks yep. and the XL T-shirts. Even though I could have easily fit into a small at the time, so I'm just like, man, that fucking old DSI T-shirt looks pretty. I think I'm, I think I'm gonna break that one out. Yeah. Man, that old Black Dahlia Murder shirt from 2004. No, 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 no. Let I mean, us, let us suffocate in them. <laughs> I mean, as someone who doesn't like, I mean, I kind of print shirts. It's more of like a, like more of a hobby for me than anything because I like t-shirts. So sure. I try to print t-shirts. And I was like, oh, that's dope. I would wear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for, you know, have my own little merch thing kind of away from the band. Sure. But I have I, my closet. It's all, I'm, you know, I don't have to tell you. Yeah. You know, it's all, and it's all but, black. Yeah, but you can't find a fucking, I, I, I could, have, could tell you every cool shirt I have. Every year, every value, but I can't find a fucking belt or like a goddamn like suit coat. Or I'm, I'm that guy. I'm that I'm that baby man that has to go to weddings and like yeah, jeans. Run, like running across the street Don't feel too bad. I have one suit jacket in my closet. But it was from when I weighed two hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah, so now you now you look like a uh, like a zoot suit man, yeah. <laughs> a swinger. Yeah. Oh, and it's also pinstriped. And so. it, comes, it comes with a pocket watch, a little hat. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I got the matching. I got the matching pants. Yeah. Oh man! I dare, next when when music comes back, I dare you to wear it on stage. The just oversized. One night. The it's oversized even got shoulder suit. pads, dude. Yes. <laughs> Actually, so we're talking about high school, and uh, we were talking a little bit about this before the podcast about the uh, meth Linko sticker that's on my water bottle. Oh yeah, and I the re- I think the reason why I loved this so much when you when you were like, all right, I have a street pack coming out, buy the t shirt, I'll send you two stickers and two- sure, it was just whatever the guy made for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I gotta get that because um, when I was in high school, 
I was a huge ICP fan. Yeah, I was too, actually. Uh, I like I I said something about this to someone recently, but nowadays in their new albums, I could give a fuck less. Honestly. Oh yeah. But back then, like man, we liked like Weird Al Yankovic. Mm-hmm. We liked Adam Sandler CDs when he oh, just did yeah. skits. You yeah. know what I mean? So anything that funny that you. Could get, for media that you could access was awesome, and the Great Malenko is hilarious. Oh my god! The, be- the beats on it are actually '90s gangster rap sounding beats. Yeah, and the lyrics are fucking hilarious. And, oh my! And I'm like, not like uh, they need to be like the most intellectual fucking, you know, lyricists in rap because they're the insane clown posse. Yeah. But they're pretty. They could be worse. And not until the magnets thing yeah, and like yeah, the yeah. Juggalo Nation shit that like they, people really be like, ooh, that's, that's rough. <laughs> and it, but we went and saw them a couple years ago, and it was awesome. But I get the ooh, that's rough too. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't hate them. <laughs> well, so I was coming. I I had to go deliver something to someone's house in Malibu like a few weeks ago. And for some reason, oh, it's because I was on Amazon Prime and there was a uh, suggested movie for me. And it was uh, the Insane Clown Posse movie, Big Money Rustlers. That's the second one? Or yes. The f- okay, yeah. <laughs> the first <laughs> so one's there's Hustlers. Two ones. Yeah. Big Money Hustlers. <laughs> and the second one is a cowboy movie. Every day I'm rustling. <laughs> <laughs> so that got me thinking. And I was like, oh, man. So on my way to... Malibu, I listened to The Great Malenko, and then from my way home from Malibu, I listened to, like, The Amazing Jekyll Brothers. Sure, I never... So, Ringmaster, Riddlebox, Carnival of Carnage, and Great Malenko, I I really dig. But, like, after that, I just... I fell off completely, and I was, like, into punk rock. I don't think I could let anyone know my dirty little secret at that point. Oh, dude, I used to wear ICP shirts around in high school. I did not. I think in 97, I maybe had, like, borrowed my brothers a couple times, but... (laughs) <laughs> what up, Jay? <laughs> but uh, yeah, he had some some dope ones. But yeah, they fell off after that. But actually, I was listening to Great Malenko when I was taking a shower like last week, mm-hmm. and that song "Piggy Pie." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a good song. Yeah, it's pretty heavy. <laughs> top to Dude, bottom, and it's heavy as hell. They changed a lot of the lyrics too, because if you get like, because uh, they had like compilation albums that would yeah. come out like every. I think it yeah, was more like mixed. It was mixtapes before like mixtapes was even a thing. Well, right? so there was the Forgotten Freshness Volume One. I remember that shit. But now they're up to like Forgotten Freshness Volume Six. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. then it has all of the. It has <laughs> I don't all like of that the, one. <laughs> it has it has all the alternate versions of the songs because they release everything independently now. Yeah. So they're not going through Island Def Jam. They're literally going through Psychopathic Records, sure. which is owned by them. So they're just doing like like alternative. They had alternatives. Are they better or worse? They're they're more brutal. Really? Oh yeah. (laughs) Are they more insane? They would. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Damn, more insane. I appreciate it because, like, uh, on our first record, we had to go. We have a song called "Officer Down" that they base our record label told Tommy. They're like, yeah, you got to change these lyrics. Sure, we already went through this with Body Count. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, just for commercial, you know, releases, for sure. Yeah, and I have the original version, and I listen, I'm like, ah, the original version still just, it sounds better to me. That sucks. Yeah. Like, yeah, that must, that's like, man, like, I have friends with TV shows who do movies, and like, some of them are like, that wasn't even what it was supposed to be. Like, fuck. Like, you know what I mean? Once it gets... A hold of the the man gets a hold of it. They can switch shit up on you real quick. And I mean, I get it. And even with the lyric changes, we had a lot of people like, you know, who thought that we were like, you know, 
anti-establishment or people that thought that we were, you know, anti-police or whatever. And then there was like people were like, oh, I can't believe you're singing about, you know, cop violence and all this shit. I was like, actually, if you read the fucking lyrics, it's a story from both sides of it. There you go. Yeah. It's just, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Trying to find a middle ground. Yeah. That's a... I don't know. There's definitely touchy subjects out there. There's a lot, man. I mean, but there's also a lot of shit going on. Yeah. And there's like How long ago was that that song getting released? Uh that album came out in 2018. Yeah. yeah. So even then they were still like uh... <laughs> Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't as crazy as it is right now. I mean, like sure. like you said earlier, I'm not really trying to get, you know, too political or anything right now, but it's there's just a lot of bullshit. Yeah, going on right now. Sure, the whole world, <laughs> everything about it. That's all. I think everyone's kind of like, yo, this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> like I kind of just want to fucking move to Canada and live in the Yukon or some shit where I don't. <laughs> there's nobody I there. I was like, I've been obsessed with uh, SC what SVTV SCTV Rick Moranis and John Candy and Catherine O'Hara. They all had their like comedy troupe up in Canada back in the day. So instead of SNL, they had their own like weird show like eugene levy it's like the mm-hmm. best of the best and i'm like man hear, what is that on where can you stream that um man i don't know i would just go on youtube and shit like that oh, okay might, you might be able to buy seasons but it's all old canadian sketch comedy from all these legends rick moranis and shit like, yeah 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 or second city and i love canada i want to move to canada. Dude, <laughs> i want to move to fucking canada, canada when i wanted to move like two years ago no i got friends in toronto it's too late now. Nobody <laughs> wants us. i know it's too late we're we're gross americans and i'm gonna i'm gonna cough on you (laughs) yeah it's so funny like i like a lot of my canadian friends are like ah you're just an honorary canadian like i seriously have just either been in bands with canadian dudes or like the canadian dudes on our tour they're just like ah i want you to sing nice yeah they're just they're awesome i know and they have ketchup chips and I'm, Cheese whiz. I'm like, I'm getting sad thinking about how I don't <laughs> no, live in Canada. Well, I mean, really, honestly, we were considering it, though. Yeah. At the time, I was getting real sick of Los Angeles, and it had crossed our minds. I really wish we did, because fuck everything right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you've been in L.A. for, what, five, six years now? Six. 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 And you've recently made the move from beautiful Hollywood into the, the gorgeous San Fernando <laughs> yeah. Valley. I'm going to bite my tongue here and not trash Hollywood completely, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been a night it's been a nightmare lately and like the the fun of living there mm-hmm. is gone it's like there's nothing to do everything's closed there's a little a literal van set on fire outside of our old apartment the other day our neighbors sent us a video it's it's crazy it's ever since covid everyone's running wild it's it's absolutely insane like there is a charm of hollywood being gross and and like that was part of the charm when we first moved there and we were going to bars and it was rock and roll but with Corona, Shows. It's, yeah, there's there's literally nothing to do, and all the vagrants, it's just, it is, girls gone wild there. <laughs> it is absolutely insane what's happening there. Our neighborhood was decent, yeah. it is garbage. Hobos now. gone wild. What? So for mo- a lot of people who don't know, like, because I've, I've known a lot of people who were like, all right, I'm moving to L.A., and like their first initial, like, their first initial is like, all right, I'm moving to Hollywood. Or I'm moving to L.A. What has been the biggest differences between moving from Hollywood to, I'm not going to say where you're living, but sure. to the San Fernando Valley? Uh, it, it's peace. I, peace and quiet. Less hol- helicopters. Crickets at night. Stars. Well, you guys have that little <laughs> squirrel friend out here, too. Oh, yeah. Mr. Nuts. Corbin. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's Corbin. <laughs> it's Corbin so, now. Okay. Can, I, uh, can you help me out? Buddy. <laughs> 
Oh my god, um, shut up. Actually, could I get one of those premieres? <laughs> Please? Please? Yeah. It's all good. Um, yeah, no, just nature in general. It's Moving to Hollywood is just amazing. I knew what I was signing up for because I'd been here a bunch before I moved yeah. here. But I had friends who blindly moved to Hollywood. And they're like thinking like, you know, palm trees and beach and, and fucking what they see in the movies. And yeah. it is a very grimy, hardcore city for sure. It's definitely like I really think a lot of people because I'm an L.A. native. I was born and raised in Burbank. Yeah. Um, I really think what a lot of people don't understand is, is that when you move to L.A., that it's nothing like you see on TV. And it's really, it's, it's a, I think it's a lot harder to do. If you come here to do something specific, I think it's a lot harder because of the transplants. And I'm not saying you guys, yeah, of course. Sure. But there, there will always kind of be like the whole transplant, like dog eat dog fucking like. Oh, it's ruthless, man. It's, and it's like, I've seen like some of the, like, like I've seen some of the, most bizarre shit. I'm like, why? Why would that person do that to that person? Like, just throw, just throwing people under the bus left and right. Dude, I've, I've <clears> honestly <throat> made friends Thank here. You so much. Of like, course. I've gone out like to bars by myself and just wandered around. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've like made friends with people, um, just hanging out at bars and had like more solid conversations with random strangers mm-hmm. than I have with most people. I've been like, you know, properly introduced to out here. Because they're just normal folks, you know? But, like, you know, I have a lot of acquaintances out here. And, like, you know, a lot of... There's a lot of cool people out here. But then you have, like, a heart-to-heart or, like, a weird conversation. And there's no connection there. Because these people are, like... They're laser-focused on accomplishment. But they're also can get selfish and weird. And it's, like... It's it's a super hard city. And, like, I'm the type of person that's, like, oh, that guy, like, doesn't like me because he's, like, you know, not laughing or whatever. But it's, like, no, it's just full of fucking people that are pretty focused and a lot of them don't give a fuck about you yeah i really noticed it because i had started playing music fuck i think it's been 20 years since i've played my first show in hollywood um but it's it's i really started noticing after where where was your first show in hollywood the whiskey go-go fuck yeah dude all right continue we'll go back (laughs) to venues and shit later well i'll do a little side step here excuse me Um, so we thought we were headlining. Okay. But we were just the after band for the headliner. So we went on. Because they had to stay open to serve booze till two? Yeah. (laughs) So we went on at like midnight. And I think we had like five songs. And we were just like, we're the last band at the whiskey. And like being 13 years old, we literally had. You were 13? Yeah, I was 13 or 14 years old. Playing a show at midnight when you're 13, man. That's a pretty cool fucking. Oh, our bass player was like 20. Where, so the hell, was, where the hell is he? Yeah, <laughs> so it was like it was like me, my friend Kevin, my friend Dustin, my friend Alec. We were okay. all we were all like fourteen, fifteen, and then we had like the twenty year old well, like you Phillip, know, Phillip, don't say his name. <laughs> what was it? His name was Jay. Ah, that's not a funny name. I was hoping it'd be well. His real name was Ludovico. There it is. Is <laughs> <laughs> <was> Filipino? <laughs> is that right? Dope. So no, Ludovico the Filipino. There's a nickname. You guys want to cheers to that? Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, so, oh, yeah, when you come over here, you always get in trouble. That's just how it goes. I guess. When you hear your trouble. Kyle's like, you want to come to my place or should I come to yours? I'm like, oh, you come here and you get in trouble. <laughs> you get the gimp fly. Sorry. <laughs> it's coronavirus. We invite one person over at a time and t- torment them until they leave. Well, uh, just so you know, I have a rule. If I, if I drink, uh, uh, it's an hour afterwards before I can, maybe even two hours uh, since I'm having this. <laughs> 
So you guys got to deal with me for a while after this. Just letting you know. I got the day. Give me a minute. All right. Cheers. Cheers. This content. Everyone else. Cheers. I've never, I've never had liquid on the, uh, on the podcast before. It's because you're a smart, reasonable human being. We did a pod. Me and Rebecca did a podcast a couple days ago. I really wish I had another mic. It's fine. Is it going to be really? Bi- Sorry, I don't know if you can cut that out. Is it going to be super awful with the what? audio? No. Okay. No. Okay. I don't give a fuck. Who cares? Okay. Cool. Can you, hear, We're just... can you hear me? I, I don't have I can. Okay. Yeah. I can hear you. Well, you're actually being picked up from both microphones. Oh, it is. Okay. So, cool. You're like, um, what's her name from Howard Stern? The fucking Robin. Oh, Robin. You're like Robin. You over there? You fucking. Oh, whatever. Anyways, I'm showing my age. You've never seen or heard Howard Stern? Howard Rebecca was born in 1990. Did he do that movie about the pirate radio? Uh, well, he did private parts, not about pirate radio, though. Oh, what's private? Okay, no, so I saw private parts. That's it. It's a great movie. Two right now, Guy's a pioneer. But I didn't, uh, yeah, he was awesome. Yeah. I know that, but I just never, Yeah. I don't know. I Very, uh, show. I wouldn't say, I would say people like that are an inspiration to me, where they push buttons and see yeah. how much they can get away with. Yeah, yeah. doesn't he always get in trouble? Yeah, he was like he was the first like real shock jock. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. You know. I get behind that though. Even though he kind of looked like uh, a mixture of like Gene Simmons and Big Bird. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking. He had Ass Man. He had all these cool things in the nineties. Butt Man. Yeah. Butt Man. Butt Man was on the the video. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was uh, that was that was badass Billy Gunn. Oh my god. So we're uh, so we're here at at Casa Day. Syndicate, mm-hmm. that's what I'll call it, or Casa de Eric D, D. No, it's yeah, we're in the syndicate room at least. And uh, I'm noticing, so not only does he have a lot of badass stuff on the walls, he's got you know a collection of T-shirts, he's got figures, posters, a really fucking dope Faith No More skateboard, mm-hmm. candy machine, candy machine. There's a candy machine, but what the fuck is this thing to my left? It's awesome. Don't so tell anyone. No, I. I <laughs> I found this company on Etsy that um, makes custom-built arcade cabinets. Do you play, can you play video anything, games on there? Anything. I'll show. That's what we'll do yeah, for the hour done. when we're done. You guys should play that. Yeah, but any game, it's like a Raspberry Pi uh, a simulator, I don't, emulator. I don't know. I'm not a video game like guy like that. But mm-hmm. this dude built it, and then he's like, you know, people get like wraps sometimes because I was like, can you custom make it, you know, to my like brand. And he showed me examples, and it was people that got, like, Street Fighter and Star Wars and yeah. whatever. So I just sent him the logo a bunch of times in a pattern, which is, like, just make it this. And he's like, it's pretty ugly. But I'm like, yeah, like that's what I want, though. Like, I, I, Honestly, I, re- I think it's really, really fitting. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if, totally. And I, I, I mean, I know what I'm doing. I made it <laughs> the way it, I wanted it to look. <laughs> but, um yeah, he was like, it looks just like a mesh pattern. And I'm like, that's what a pattern is, man. Like, <laughs> I know you've only put fucking, uh, like, you know, Star Wars or whatever, but I don't know. So where where did you come up with the actual Meth Syndicate logo? The logo itself originally. So, yeah, I, I use a logo a lot because, A, I'm, like I said, I grew up in punk rock. And I always took note of bands that had solid logos. I mean, Black Flag, Misfits, like mm-hmm. they all stood, Dead Kennedys stood the test of time, maybe be, beyond their music, because I'm a huge fan of those bands. But I know people that love those logos that I could 
pretty i could punk out their knowledge of them pretty easily you know oh, what i mean yeah but i mean the misfits they... logo t-shirt like even to this day like yeah. you see people like oh sick misfit actually someone yelled at me we were on tour and i was wearing a, a converged jane doe t-shirt and someone that actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was, they were like that's the dumbest fucking misfit shirt i've ever seen in my life i'm like that's because it's not a misfit you even know they haven't seen what you've done with it <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You haven't seen the dumbest misfit shirt yet. I, and I, I actually, I own that one. We met through me being a poser wearing a misfit shirt. That's... <laughs> misfits are like my favorite band. Da- I cannot stress enough. Danzig era misfits are my favorite band. Oh god! But I met Rebecca. Yeah, she was bartending. My friend, my friend lent me a shirt because I was coming from somewhere and I didn't have a work shirt because we were supposed to like show. Yeah, yeah. Boob. Our bodies. <laughs> Showcase place. our bodies. And I was coming with just like a regular like pajama type top like this that I have on now, and I had to borrow a shirt from her, and it was a Misfits shirt that was all like cut. She had like altered it, really mm-hmm. cool. This girl Kayla, shit, awesome, cool shirt that she had made, and it was a Misfits shirt. And uh, he had come in that night, and we had started talking about we we had met the day before, but we had started talking about the Misfits, and I had to pretend like I gave a fuck because I was trying to get with him. <laughs> Absolutely no Bamboozled. knowledge about the Misfits prior to that. I was just wearing the shirt to make money. Yeah. <laughs> you did get a whole lifetime of it, I got baby. I a whole lifetime. And now I love the Misfits, though. No, yeah. That was actually the first shirt I bought from you. Which one Which was one? it? The Franzig. Oh, oh yeah. Franzig, yeah. 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 I don't think I'll be making any of that stuff anymore, but... <laughs> I still have it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's one of my favorite shirts ever. Cause that one up there, the PBR one, that was our first shirt ever. Oh, really? And that kind of made us get a, a lot of attention. And then we got, yeah, I've, I've we, actually never saw that one. Before. Yeah. We, so the friends, the friends, yeah, we got ceased to assist my first PBR shirt ever. That happens. I mean, you wait from who PBR, well, PBR, no, 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 just PBR. Oh, just no. PBR. oh. Pieces but it, I mean, shit. it happens. I don't want to go too much into that yeah, yeah, shit yeah. right now, but, um, it, I mean, definitely. You know, you can view it as art, or you can view it as mashup, or you can view it as bootleg or whatever. But I like in my to call brain, it satire. Yeah, in my brain, it comes from an artistic standpoint because I am just goofing on shit I like, really, and it's yeah. just my take on stuff. But um, you know, there's always risks when you use certain imagery. That's well, it. and I, I kind of took like a page. I wouldn't exactly say it was a, an exact page out of your book, but there was something I'm I'm really into right now, and like in. I'm kind of excited for sure. was a video game that's coming out in uh, November, and so I made my fucking goofy ass onto a T-shirt, yep. but like change the name. Sure, it's yeah. like the, the I mean, it's the Cyberconk 2020 T-shirt. Oh my god, <laughs> I think I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I love that shit, dude. Even like growing up in the punk and hardcore scene, like the ones that were rips. Like the, yeah. when bands did rips, it was always the coolest, man. Barrier Dead to me had one of some of the best. They did a tour Budweiser t-shirt. one. They did it a Budweiser so one. They did a Motley Crue yeah, one. So they my did first a tour ever one. was with fucking Barrier Dead. Dude, oh really? I love those dudes. Yeah. This is when Matt Brusso first joined. Oh, but okay. I already knew their singer before that too from the hardcore scene and played shows with him a bunch too in his other band. But yeah, I went out with Unbroken Wings, Barrier Dead, Red Cord, and Six Feet Under. I think I went to that. Yeah. Full full US tour, man. It was Jesus crazy. So what what would you do on tour? Were you just like uh, the? So I, in, I initially so I ended up touring with Unbroken Wings quite a lot, but um, that first tour and the second tour, their singer had broken his knee and couldn't fucking perform, and I was in a band with all his bandmates. So he's just like fill in, we'll just fucking make this a, like a weird. Oh, so you were singing? Yeah, 
Oh, shit. Yeah. And then that, you know, from there I ended up, I was in a band with the dudes, and from there we ended up making a bunch of records, and I don't know. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it was fun. But the my hardcore band was called The Confrontation. It's on Spotify and all that. I don't know how that oh, works. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, I actually, I'm, you uh, can hear me yell because I'm nowadays. I'm like, I don't even know if I have that in me. <laughs> so, ch- yeah, I do. W- would you mind? Would you mind if I played some some of that on mm-hmm. on this podcast, like after it ends? Not at all, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna because I'm. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, can you get me with the music? No, let's listen to it. It's fun. Yeah, but it was it was I was in a band for ten years and then Jesus and it's crazy because you know from nineteen to twenty nine I was in a band I toured a bunch like met a lot of cool people had a lot of fun but when Mass Syndicate took over it was like the, it it surpassed anything I had ever done musically yeah so that became kind of like the the main focus so people these I'll post it here and there in the stories and people are like wait it's you you screaming huh and I'm like yeah there it is. so. If it's not too personal for me to ask on sure. here, um, so you basically you did better financial better financially with Mess Syndicate than you did with the bands. Oh, though. I never made money with bands, dude. Well, I, I dude, I didn't, I didn't get my first paycheck from a band. Yeah, until no, I, was I never, I, I never got. I mean, I was very into the hardcore scene and played yeah. a lot of dope shows and knew, I know a lot of dope people. Yeah, but I never got to the um, even even on Broken Wings. Last tour, so I wasn't playing with them. I was just touring with them by the end. It was just they're just my best friends. I was just yeah. always with that band. Um, their last tour that I did with them was in 2011, and it was with Parkway Drive, Bring Me the Horizon, D's Nuts, and uh, Architects. It was like oh, fucking shit. stacked lineup, dude. Yeah. But this is right before Bring Me the Horizon like exploded. Yeah, I'm like a blood for blood in fucking like you know, a huge like actual punk and hardcore fan. So mm-hmm. I'm like going on this major league tour you know being like fucking silly ass band but of course i'm gonna take the opportunity <laughs> they ended up blowing me away and like made friends with a lot of those dudes and i have a, a lot more respect for more mainstream metal because of that tour yeah but even on that tour you know i don't know what the kind of numbers they were making but they were with merch they were making like tens of thousands of dollars and we were getting 200 bucks a night and selling 30 dollars damn merch. so <laughs> it's funny our biggest there was still no money involved yeah um so just a side note i like john my drummer he was in devil driver at the time but he always like while we're in europe he'd always regale us i'm a big cold chamber guy <laughs> i really am i love them people always think i'm kidding and i'm like no they're great <laughs> i mean their first record was pretty dope i'm sure, not gonna lie sure. I, like, um, I even the second one shock the monkey baby Bring it on. <laughs> so john would regale us with like he'd be like oh man last time we were here we played with machine head and uh we, we were here with like M- machine head and bring me the horizon and he would just tell us like bring me the horizon just bombed every single night because no i'm way. like because they were more like this was like right as they kind of crossed sure. over we were from on being, their headlining tour so they're yeah their fans and their girl fans and everyone was there ready to go but I so, imagine, but this was like on a fucking machine head devil a, driver tour so that's like some diehard metal fans being yeah like fuck your haircut <laughs> really though <laughs> i can see that that's a i mean bring the horizon was a metal core band yeah and you're going up against some heavy hitters that were actually yeah you know veterans um, so did you know, actually, the uh, other guitarist that, I'm not sure if you know, not Doc, mm-hmm. but Chris was actually in Barrier Dead and for The Fallen Dreams? No, so, no, I don't, I don't, I, man, I was like around Barrier Dead from like 2003 to like probably 2000 and, 
like eight or whatever, and I kept in touch with their old guitar player Brandon, yeah, uh, Mark, the drummer, yeah, uh, and like who's playing bass, like Rich K. It was that band's evolved. They've had yeah. so many lineup changes. Well, there was like Bubble. I think yeah, I didn't even know him, but he was like right after I, you know, really oh, okay them. Um, but yeah, I remember he was like a. They kind of got like really popular for a while, or went pretty mainstream. Right? Well, after I think it was uh, so this was around the time that Bruso wasn't in the band anymore. So it was like Mike Terry, right? Yeah, it was Mike Terry. Okay, it was the I Mike know, Terry iteration. That dude's sweet. I've met him briefly, like passing. I love Mike Terry. Um, I don't really know much about those that era. Yeah. Very dead to be quite honest. Yeah. Yeah, or I just think it's funny that. how like <laughs> certain circles, just like given a a year or two, yeah. can differ- differentiate so much. Sure, you know? I think I think I I played a lot of music locally towards the end of my twenties, and just yeah. like was like liked partying and like fucking off more than taking music seriously at that point. You know, even on Broken Wings, wouldn't like they wouldn't tour much until like something came up. You know, everything yeah. was a bit stagnant because the hardcore scene had kind of died out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, stop. oh I, I zoned out because you're talking about hardcore. It's like, I don't even mean Rebecca's to. least favorite thing in the world. I hate it. I hate the scene. I hate the music. Yo. Except for Strife. I love Strife. Shout out to Strife. I love Strife. And I like Earth Crisis. Earth Crisis is dope. You do, I, we shouted out two straight edge bands as I sit behind a can light. Well, glimpse into our future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. So how did you meet my guitar player, Doc? Doc? So, I met Doc. Um, Kirsty, Lingman. Mm-hmm. Okay. I met I I was friends with Doc first um, through Kirsty because I was doing bartending work through Kirsty uh, when we first moved here. Yeah. Um, private bartending, like oh, uh, okay. parties and stuff. Yeah. She put me in touch with some people, and through Kirsty, I had met Doc just through. I mean, my memory's a little foggy because it's right when we got here, so all we did was party. Yeah. Um, but I remember that... I met Doc through Kirsty, yeah. and then. Doc is he a social just, butterfly. He was always around the same scenes that we were, obviously. And yeah. Always involved in the Some same. at the Rainbow Bunch. Yeah, at the yeah. Rainbow. And she, I think we met, he was with Kirsty one night. Yeah. when we The first night we met at like the Rainbow. Yeah. And we all just kind of hit it off. I mean, I, I, got, I grew up going to see God Forbid at the Palladium in Worcester. Yeah. Like, come up from New Jersey. Yeah. And like, you know, I'd see them quite often. And I think when Rebecca was like, I met this dude. I think when we ended up talking, we had quite a few mutual Some friends. Some of in touch with Kirsty for jobs bartending gigs because i've been a bartender for like 12 years yeah and then through Kirsty we met doc and then yeah and then you realized you had a lot of mutual friends at doc and i think maybe frankie palmary i don't know yeah that makes sense it might have, yeah. <laughs> it, it sense, might have been yeah, our first night party, the first but night. i think that was was that doc it was mike terry that showed up oh. i don't know but just wings. through unbroken wings i knew amir and i i love that i don't care what people think i think they're yeah i mean they're not the same band anymore but whatever i think they're great people um, in our first night in L.A., actually, Frank was in L.A., and we linked up, like, the very first night we got here. I, why do I feel like I know that? We were at, like, I Sky think, Bar. I think maybe on, you told me that. Maybe. At Doc's house oh, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. for his birthday party. Yeah, so I think that's maybe, maybe I met him briefly that night, too, but we didn't really, you know. Yeah. Who knows? It's such a fucking blur, dude. It's a blur. As soon as we got here, I mean, Jesus Christ, how can you not? You moved to Hollywood and... Oh, it's the best though. <laughs> My heart. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Oh lord. This is actually the uh, so this uh, that delicious. By the way, what what kind of tequila was that? That was delicious. Oh, um, Prison Mark and Jess Casanita got that for my birthday. I'm not sure. I think it was es- Escalone. 
I don't know, but that was fucking it's delicious. It's called really Yummy Mummy <laughs> Tequila. Uh, so bread. this really <clears throat> this beer and that tequila is only the third time I've drank during quarantine. No fucking way. Yep. Welcome, you goddamn angel. Yeah, good for Welcome you. Welcome to hell. <laughs> we're such bad influences. <laughs> and we're good now. Yeah, this is us this behaving ourselves. <laughs> And no, I've never smoked meth. Stop asking. Yeah. Do people ask you that? No, oh. but well, no. I mean, trying to be funny, they will. I don't yeah. think anyone assumes that, especially if you follow for a while. You're like, oh, he's just fucking off. Yeah. But I one time I was like really stoned. I smoke a ton of pot, but I remember I was stoned, and this dude sent me like a video of him smoking meth in the DMs, mm-hmm. and like I blocked him. I was like, Ugh. and it was like out of a Smirnoff nip bottle. I was like, this is like. I feel like I'm watching a murder video. I don't like this. <laughs> Jesus. It says hi. Oh, Diltsy. <laughs> Diltsy. I love him. Dude, so I'm, I don't know if you know, but Nick's dad is uh, Henry Diltz, uh, who was like the guy who photographed all the big time bands from the 70s. Yeah. Like He went out to fucking Joshua Tree with the Eagles for their first oh, record and smoked shit. peyote and fucking took pictures of like so he knows some fucking stories dude that guy that guy smoked get him a- on here who cares about my stupid t-shirts <laughs> I, I, my old podcast I had Nick on oh, there you go. we, we right. didn't talk about his dad because I didn't really know at that point I didn't know the full yo this motherfucker was like his dad was on a plane with the Beatles smoking joints Shut on a private up. fucking plane that is so cool like I would have done that if I was around back then yeah I know. just, just <laughs> Like took pictures of like the mamas and the papas. That's like, so cool, man. That's like yes. we oh, I like we fuck shit. with sixties and seventies rock pretty I'm hard. Obsessed. Yeah, all I listen to is sixties and seventies, dude. I mean, I'll listen to other stuff occasionally, but that's my house. I mean, I've been getting really, really so into like synth wave recently. Oh yeah, like from the eighties or is yeah. it like modern shit? Both. Okay. okay. Like I've I love eighties. I love eighties. Yeah. Like uh, across the board, even the low key shit. But I don't know dick about the new stuff there see i i really appreciate a lot of the newer stuff you know like bands like uh the midnight fm84 uh there's actually a metal guy who does it Uh, it's midnight danger don't know it and it's kind of like um is it like the drive soundtrack like that type of yeah shit like perturbager do you know i know mm. one dude that i like he does like rutabager (laughs) no i don't know uh but so there's this guy um uh Fuck, I just said his name. What the fuck was it? Midnight. It's Midnight Danger. Yeah. Midnight Danger. And uh, he looks like an 80s metal guy. But like the music how old that... Is he? I don't know how old he is. Okay. It looks probably like around my age, so I'm like mid-30s. Oh, it'd be funny if he like was an 80s metal guy. <laughs> they just like refound music and he's like 60 and they're just like, here we go, baby. Um, Synth wave. But so he does kind of like uh, like... Like John Carpenter, Wes Craven yeah, type yeah. shit. Okay. I love that shit, dude. I really do. I just like, I don't know enough about it yeah. to really like um, dive into it. But when people show me shit, I'm always like, oh, I can vibe to this. I don't know what it is about the like the 80s synthesizer that's just like really gets my musical cock just throbbing hard. Me too, dude. Me too. Even like when bands from the 70s put yeah. out 80s songs like Bowie and Fleetwood Mac and shit I still love their 80s shit even yeah. when people are like oh they went corny in the 80s I'm like no, no 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 it rocks there was something they like they took the craftsmanship of 70s music and just stripped it down to just like good choruses mm-hmm. and fucking really like epic parts in, in the 80s music like yeah. every 80s song is like like the like the climax of a movie you're like yeah, yeah. Like fuck yeah! Actually, I wrote uh, I wrote like a little five song uh, '80s 
kind of like synth wave new 80s let me type. let rebecca sing on it oh i will she wants to <laughs> she's she i don't i don't know if it'll, a voice dude i don't know if it'll ever see the light of day because i'm, I'm a, I'll, I'll let you guys listen to it after yeah, this. yeah, yeah absolutely. you can tell me if it sucks or not I've heard some bad shit. I'm sure it's pretty good. <laughs> your, your band seems to be doing all right, so I'm sure your synthwave project is good. <laughs> I don't know if it's like uh, I don't even know what the fuck. Honestly, dude, I just do. It's shit. like a, it's like a Casio demo. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, man. I pull out an eight track. Just like, <laughs> do you know? Do you know where I can play this? <laughs> but it's just like, dude, I just need to stay. I just need to keep my brain occupied. Yeah, We're, I'll never want to be a YouTuber per se. But I'm just, I dude, I can look at my phone and think of fucking stupid T-shirts all day. Yeah, and I'm like, I need to do more. So I just bought like a camera rig and a setup just to like. What kind of camera did you buy? Just uh, curious. Sony A6400. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have a I have a shitty little uh, Canon EOS M6. Yeah, I've put out a couple of YouTube videos. Sick. I mean, dude. Honestly, dude, it's not it's not to gain popularity. No, stay, it might stay be, creative. It might just be for like mild, like, oh, I'm just trying to be informative. But honestly, it's fucking just so I don't go crazy. Yeah, I feel you, dude. I'll, I'll, I'll get weird with it in the Meth Syndicate stories because I'm just bored to death. I honestly, love it, dude. Yeah. I, I mean, I, how many times how many times have you done a live and I've shown up? Oh, like, yeah, you know? dude. It's just like I'm going out of my mind. Like, I'd rather just fucking interact with something, you know? Yeah. Especially if she's at work, sitting here. I can only talk to the cats for so long before it gets super weird. Well, they start talking back eventually. <laughs> Depends. <laughs> so it's really weird because, like, so I'm super allergic to cats, but... Oh, my God. Really? What? Yeah. Oh, my God. We have two cats. Welcome. <laughs> no, it's fine. I, I, I did some Flonase and took some Zyrtec okay. before I came. There you go. You know? We got the... We got the Oh no! no shut. Ah, <laughs> no, it's but I also and then I also realized like I'm like oh fuck they got they got cats I'm allergic and I was like fucking dumbass you live with two dogs and two cats but that cats are outside cats ah uh, gotcha but we're also super clean so I oh yeah there's, like, no I mean your 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 guys's place is immaculate um, I think maybe that helps with the dander too yeah they're not very shedding no they're really not yeah. it's mostly just me. It's, yeah. There's one like being in in the in the syndicate room. I don't know if that's what you're calling it, sure. but that's what I'm calling it right I now. I call it my office. <laughs> <laughs> I call it the baby's room. <laughs> the kids' room. Little kids' room. Yeah. Um this is one thing I miss about having about having my office cuz when I, I when I was with my ex, I had a room a little bit smaller than this. But it was just like it was all my shit. Yeah, I had all my fucking. Yeah. I have a door X-Men. that shuts. Yeah, yep. I, all my X Men action figures all over the wall. Oh like, yeah, all unacceptable my... in any living space. But in the office, <laughs> no rules. You could be. All this is in here. You could be thirteen in the office forever. Yeah. yeah, and then when I when I moved into the place I am now in North Hollywood, I was just like, man, I want an office again. Then I heard like one of our rooms was like opening up, but I'm just like, I'm like, fuck. Do I really want to spend an extra almost thousand dollars a month Dude. just to have an office yeah. again? I was like, ah, you know what? Your bedroom office is is fine for now. Until yeah. like maybe you move again and you get your own. I call I it. I think it's maybe better to. Yeah. You want your own space. Yeah. I call it my work state, like my workroom masturbation station. That's, there you go. There you go. <laughs> All inclusive. <laughs> it's like a resorting Cabo. Oh, perfect. Which I'd love to go to. <laughs> Anywhere. 
day now. <laughs> you sound like you've been drinking Corona and tequila. I have been. And they, yeah, they've 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 influenced me. This is, right. this is actually really fun. I've never had a premiere before. So they're 90 calories. Which is perfect because they I'm are, a fat piece of shit. They have the lowest Hence, gluten. Hence, that's what I'm allowed to that. drink. They have the lowest gluten content. They're actually considered low enough gluten content uh, content for celiacs to be able to drink. Oh. If you have an actual allergy to gluten, you can actually drink these. So if you're gluten sensitive or just watching your calories and your carb intake, Corona Premier, sponsor me. It's the best. It's well, really... We had it in Aruba and I noticed... You don't feel bloated or sick after drinking them. I like, like that. Just kind of good. It's like a good drunk. So speaking of sponsors, you guys actually had a spirit company like send you shit. Cut yeah. water. Yeah. Cut water spirits. I yeah. yeah. I lo- <laughs> we have them in the fridge. <laughs> yeah. Re- Rebecca. Rebecca got like a case of them from her we work. Got, like thirty of them for my birthday, and we only made it through halfway because they're so strong that I was discouraging people drinking just those for the the day yeah yeah they're, they're so they're yummy really good and they don't taste like they have a lot of alcohol in i might go open like one 13 well, so <laughs> how so how like so, you're just posting about it yeah so yeah. we um i just like making jokes about how we could walk around <clears throat> in the street with them yeah i just like um i don't it just started with me doing fake commercials for this i do that sometimes with just shit mm-hmm. so i just started doing fake commercials uh about this a company called Cutwater Spirits, which Rebecca just got a bag of them from her work. They were like a sam- They were like samples. Oh, we got, yeah, we. I, I took them from my work because my boss was like, it was right when coronavirus hit. He's like, we got these things and I don't even know how to sell them. And I was like, I'll buy fifteen of them and I'll give you five dollars. No. Like basically, I was like, just let me try them. You're not going to be able to sell yeah. them because coronavirus has just hit. Mm-hmm. And we were like, holy shit, these are really Yeah, good. so I they're think canned I, cocktails. I had, yeah, they're just canned they're cocktails. Like fresh cocktails you would get at a bar. Because they're actual liquor and they're ingredients. Actual, yeah, it's not like just all sugar. You know? So I like, I drank one and I got like really buzzed. <laughs> and um, I, I was like, that's pretty funny. Like a guy that, um, you know, every sip he gets, he just gets fucking wasted off of a can. So I kept taking the videos being like, wow, like. You guys should try this out. Like, it's really strong, blah, blah, blah. I'd have to go back and see the videos. Well, there was, then... like, one where you, like, put it in a Starbucks cup. Well, yeah, so then I'm putting it in there. So then, so then next clip was me, like, being, like, cut water spirits, but starting to, like, slur my words and, and like, talking about it. And then the third one was me absolutely plastered out of my mind. But then I started putting it in a Starbucks cup and just taking videos of me walking around in public drinking alcohol, which is so bad. And, like, well, I mean, it, it will, that's kind of, like, okay now. But I was going to say, it's yeah. not so bad. I sell to-go cocktails all the time. Well, na- just walk away with it. Nowadays, but this is right before the corona shit, where, like, you can't be drinking in public. This is what we were But I was, I was kind of low-key, like, harassing this company yeah. just to, like, joke around. Yeah. But I did like their shit. I thought it was dope. Um, and they, whoever runs their social media is just, like really liked it and they were like this is hilarious man like we'll keep sending you shit like we can't like we we can't really post something by meth syndicate like but uh but like people are reacting to this and from your page they're coming buying our shit and just how that goes and like there's no money involved there's just whatever but once in a while i'll be like hey send me like some fucking margaritas dog and they're like on it that's <laughs> so dope. Fucking, uh, so like yeah i'm like you know i'm not the dude who's like gonna say like endorse shit for like yeah like, they're not there's no money involved yeah. but like literally like like send me like 20 fucking margaritas and i'm like all right <laughs> that's dope though yeah i like i don't know I, it doesn't i'm not a car guy i'm not like a big flashy guy my most 
impressive thing as a video game. And like, I like weed and booze. Have you ever thought about <laughs> doing an actual 8-bit Meth Syndicate video game? Yeah, I don't know. What would you do? Dodge, <laughs> dodge, well, dodge the haters. <laughs> <laughs> you could throw. Uh, I don't know. You could throw cutlass spirits at them. Yeah, you know? <laughs> cut water spirits. Cut I'm water. sorry. I don't know, dude. I feel like there's a lot of smart people that could just make that happen, but I, it's so foreign to me that I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't know. If someone <laughs> came up to you and said, "Hey, I want to use your likeness for this 8-bit mo- mobile go, video game," go right ahead. <laughs> go right ahead. Just program it on my big machine, <laughs> and we're fine. No, that'd be the shit, dude. Like some people, like, feel, but you can't. No one could see it. But like people have sent me like action figures. Just I like, see that. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Getting their fucking name who, out there. Who makes those? Cause I, I can't remember who does that, but I've, so I've the, seen their the stuff one of on me. There. The little Lego guy, which is accurate, because I'm short as fuck. So that guy nailed it. Um, You're not too much shorter than I am. I don't think. I, I think we're like, at the same height. You didn't use a GI Joe. Let's say that. <laughs> He's uh, a Lego guy. <laughs> very, very stumpy. Like, look at the Kramer versus the. Yeah. You. So, anyways, so that guy, the guy who made mine, which I love, is Brad Adams, Novelty Co. And then I did a uh, Kramer Eraserhead T-shirt, and a guy based a, um, a figure off of that, and that's they're called Hands of Doom, and that was like post pin. A bunch of creatives started making bootleg yeah. action figures, which I think is so cool. But. Did you ever? Did you get shit for the Kramer Eraserhead shirt because of yeah. all the stuff that that guy? Yeah, of course I did. I mean, it's a, that's never going to end. And I'm a huge Seinfeld fan, and the image was there. And I uh, Kramer's one of my favorite characters ever. Like, yeah. Even Michael Richardson came out and curbed your enthusiasm and made fun of himself. And what he did was inexcusable and so stupid. Yeah. And it's ne- he's never going to live it down or have the same career. But I'm like, it's you know. Do you feel do you feel like you are able to separate someone's like persona in it, a it, in a movie as like to what they are in real life? If if it depends if like you're implying that they've done some awful shit. Yeah. I would say it really depends if it's yeah. like abuse or sexual abuse or shit like that like I really you're pretty much done in my eyes. Yeah. But if you got drunk and acted a fool or you said some shit you thought was funny but it just didn't land. Yeah. Or you took out your penis and just jerked off a little bit, then. No, 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 no. But I think there's some really bad people out there some yeah. that can really hide it. Bad but there's some people that get crucified when they're just kind of we're dumb. So all right, so I, I'm just gonna give like an example. Sure. And I'm sure this is probably gonna fucking piss somebody off, but I don't really care. Okay. You don't like my shit. Hot takes. All right, let's go. Don't like my shit. Don't fucking listen to it. Bam. Okay. So, Bill Cosby. He's he's canceled, right? Yeah. All right. Louis C.K. Not not canceled not in my opinion. In my opinion. Bill Cosby big canceled. Louis C.K. Louis C.K. Disappointed. Grossed out. Disappointed. Grossed out. But I would accept him back with another apology. I don't know. I think. I think what he did, I think he came out and admitted that and he was on a power trip and he had just come into fame. And I think he could have gone a little lighter when he came back, though. I think he could have gone a little lighter. I think he started joking about it, and that was just a little, it was just too soon. But too, too real. Also, I'm not committed. trying to compare the two because obviously. No, no, no. no wait a minute. They're two completely different things. Completely different wheelhouses. Yeah, Bill Cosby should be murdered. Bill Cosby Louis C.K. should be shamed. Deserves, yeah. He did get shamed. Yeah. Yeah, but he also got banned, which I don't think he needs to be banned. There's a lot. Well, there's a lot of cancel culture yeah. going, and it, and it just seems like like shit that someone said five years ago when it was okay 
Do you think that they should be canceled now for that? No. It depends no, how fucked up it, it was, really. Yeah. But if, if if you can tell, it's from a place of stupid ignorance yeah. or a place of trying because, to be funny, yeah. then... Because, yeah. uh, I mean... Well, Lord knows I have when I was younger, and then you can grow into a different person, and you can grow and change and become yeah. more knowledgeable about issues and relevant topics that maybe weren't acceptable back when you were growing up. Like it's a it's a big mark and a big sign to change as a person. Like that's a huge thing. So people saying something on Twitter ten years ago and getting called out and being canceled, I don't think that's acceptable. Yeah, because yeah. these people, I mean. I understand it's on the internet and it's permanent in a sense, but God, there was like friends was saying like the F word and like stuff like that. Like, well, that's, well, that, 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 that's what I'm getting. We're saying these things and getting away with it. So 10 years ago, if you make a tweet about something and now your career is ruined because of it, I don't necessarily think that's acceptable. Yeah. I think things should be taken in a certain light and a knowledge of that you can grow as an individual because if we cancel people for something they did 10 years ago, then it's also fighting against the argument that you can change your opinion on things. Yeah. That whole argument now where you can admit that you were wrong. Just yeah. get on the right side of history, you yeah. know? And But if you're canceling someone for something they did 10 years ago, not talking about rape or sexual exploitation or assault, all of that you can get fucked for. Like, fuck that. Yeah. But I'm saying, like... If, if you, you can miss, unlearn... If you, if you can unlearn, yeah. if you misspoke something on the internet 10 years ago and you can unlearn and you can teach yourself what is right moving forward in the future, you should not lose your career over it. You should not be canceled. But anything Just for a little. <laughs> rape, sexual harassment, yeah, anything like that, that is not something you unlearn. That is not something you can re be rehabilitated from. That is you. That is in your fucking brain, in your system. That is who you are. Fuck those people. Yeah. Well, I was just getting to the point to where it's like, you know. Sorry, but that's No, it's like, fine. Ugh, I hate it. No, and no. And I totally get it, and I agree. I agree with your sentiment. I was just what I, the kind of point I was getting to is that, like, you know, the like the whole cancel culture of things of like people like, oh, they tweeted something fucking not politically correct ten years ago, but then it's like, how far along? Because Twitter's only been around for you know fucking ten, fifteen years, yeah. but it's like. I don't really I didn't really see anybody going after like I just recently rewatched um I actually I watch it like two or three times a year because it's fucking hilarious but I was watching uh Eddie Murphy uh yeah. Raw Oh my god Oh my one god of my, that's a great example though one of You my, know uh, one yeah. of my favorite stand up performances of all it's, time It's dude that guy was 22 yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was fucking in 1982 22 yeah. years old <laughs> murdering yeah. as Joe Rogan would say yeah. murdering dude. you know just like, how the fuck are you that funny at like 22 years old yeah. and then like Crushing selling out it. arenas? Crazy. Crushing it. But it's like, how far do you take the cancel culture? Well, that's a time and a place culturally that those yeah. things were acceptable to say. Yeah. That, that wasn't something that was Eddie, brought. Eddie so made so much money. He got to dip out anyways before shit even hit the fan. Well, yeah. And then he I did like know, Haunted I Mansion. Really, I really think like going back to what I was saying, it really reflects on a time and a place. Yeah. culturally where things weren't being taken as seriously like of course that is not okay yeah but was it relevant to that time period like was that was what was happening was that the pop culture unfortunately pop culture. yeah i'm saying like they made jokes like that on friends they dire straits like yeah. yeah says it in says, one of their songs twice yeah they don't even believe it on the radio because <laughs> it blends in so <laughs> nice <it> <laughs> but i'm just yeah it's, it's hard it's 
like so that was an eighties word. You can't wipe yeah. out you can't wipe out an entire decade of pop culture just because of their ignorance. Mm-hmm. You have to look at it as a point of oh shit, like this wasn't addressed properly and we know that now. Mm-hmm. But does that mean people need to pay a due or a price? No. I yeah. think so. Yeah. But it also it's it's also situational as well. It is so. very situational. Yeah. If it, if it if it comes from a place of hate yes. or if it comes yeah. from a place of stupidity or like I said trying to be funny yeah. or yeah. maybe I mean was considered what, funny what, at one point. Yeah. Right. But what if you're coming from a place of ignorance main, maybe not because it's not that you didn't know better but it's just cuz you didn't have the mm, or maybe yeah, you just didn't know better. I mean, I grew up in Boston, and I'm 35 years old, man. Like, half the jokes I knew growing up were racist jokes. When people yeah. go tell me a joke, it was probably some fucked up shit. Yeah. And I didn't think like that. That's not how I feel. But that's what I was, was the environment you're around. around. It's us, scary. Right? Moving, to, moving to Southern California, even six years ago, yeah, was learned, culture shock. We, we had to yeah. unlearn so much. I mean, even just saying, oh, like, I didn't, oh, oh, that's gay. That was just yeah. every, people still that's just say what you all say. the time back yeah. home. And it's we fucked had, up. We had well, to unlearn that, and we did because we were taught by people that are very dear to us here. Yeah. Like, that's not okay. And we left our hometown. That's the biggest thing. You need to leave your fucking hometown <laughs> if you want to change your mindset. Um, yeah. you I have to grow. pee. Yeah, okay. go, go, go for it. You, Dude, you can step on the microphone if, if you, you want. <clears throat> if you, if you want to grow from your ignorance and you want to grow from the things that you have been taught from an early age there's there's always such a light in wanting to progress like that as a human that's human nature you should want to grow you should want to progress yeah but you're not going to do that if you don't leave your your goddamn hometown yeah well so actually um th- i grew up with the same with the same thing like oh that's gay like oh that's gay everyone yeah. said that and it, and it was funny so i didn't actually realize that wasn't okay to say anymore until I think it was one of the first times I signed up for like a dating website. Mm-hmm. So I was probably in my early 20s. Yeah, okay. And uh, I used to say this thing and it kind of used to go over decently. And I was talking to this girl and I was like, hey, like, you know, you want to like go to the movies or maybe go do some gay shit or whatever. And she was like, gay? Like, what do you mean? I was like, I don't know, like fucking hold hands, go get some ice cream. Yeah. And she was like, but why is, why, why is it gay? Exactly. And I was just like, oh. Yep. Oh. Yep. And after that, I was like, oh, you probably shouldn't say that anymore. No. And that's how you learn. And we learned when we came here real, real goddamn quick because yeah. we didn't meet it in that sense. I mean, I, I like women. Like, yeah. I, I'm not, you know, it's, I never meant it to be a derogatory thing when I made no, jokes like that. Did. Growing was, up, nobody did. But it, yeah. it's a very, it's a very East Coast thing and people still do it. And we learned It was a West Coast that, thing too. Yeah, it's a West Coast. It was an everything thing. I mean, I think. I don't know. Again, back to the unlearning and relearning just yeah. how to be better. But uh, So now I just say it's like, you know, I always, I, yeah. I always say if it's just like, if it's something that I think is like stupid or lame, I refer to it as being stupid that's, or lame. That's what I do. I correct him. I, you know, we still correct each other because it still happens. But yeah. because there's a lot better words for that than being gay because being gay is fucking awesome. And it's not. It. Oh, you've yeah. never said it, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, you know, now it's my turn to pee, so. <laughs> yeah, you can just talk to my girlfriend. Yeah, you can just talk to your girlfriend. Hey, baby. Like, oh, where, where is it? Uh, right there to the left. Oh, okay, perfect. Right there. Just go in the carpet. <laughs> oh, I got a nice view when you got up there. Am I wearing underwear? Yeah. Is this Still, no, I saw the little. Are we recording? There. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I'm gonna pack a bowl, guys. 
Kyle's, Kyle's in the bathroom. Yeah, maybe we won't answer that. Kyle's in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's perfect. Kyle's referring to the photo, the framed, the gold framed photo of Eric and I, um, dressed as Wild Wild West women holding guns in a wanted poster. The dangerous dames. Dangerous dames. Wanted Dead or Alive, Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Yeah, my French Bon Jovi cover band, Bon Jovi. Stupid. Thanks, sweetie. Can I, can, I, can I bother you guys for maybe have one more? Yeah, 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 I don't know if there's any premieres left, but you can have one Grab, a, one, grab one of the Heineken they're Lights. The Heineken Light, for I sure. drink these because they're 3.3% alcohol, so they're like... Juice boxes. You hear that? Heineken. Oh, the other fridge. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we have to drink. This is a drink fridge. It's, it's wiped out right now. Because our apartment, the reason why we moved here was because our apartment in Hollywood was uh, getting demolished. Oh, is so it? So we had to move. And we wanted to we wanted to leave Hollywood, but we, yeah. we also had to move. Yeah. It, it, our, the whole building's getting demoed. So. That was, I'm not sure if you guys could hear me, but they have they have a food fridge and a beverage fridge. <laughs> That's when you know you're living the fancy life. For all those Cutwater Spirits, baby. <laughs> Meth Syndicate brought to you by <laughs> Cutwater Spirits. <laughs> not officially endorsed. <laughs> Sometimes they just send you shit. <laughs> they know I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. Uh, I actually never. Uh, so I used to work for a beer distribution company, and Heineken Light was uh, Heineken was one of our one of our brands. And I remember like when we first like when Heineken Light first came out, they were just like shoving it down our throats. Like, yeah. Try this Heineken Light, and it made me really not want to try Heineken Light. But it's actually pretty fucking good. I'll tell you what, I'm, a, I'm an avid beer drinker, uh, less than I used to be. However. I hate Heineken, but I love Heineken Light. Fair, that's I fair. Swear to God. Well, I don't, I don't like, I don't like uh, Bud Red, but I'll drink Bud Light. Yeah, yeah, you same. Know? It's just that hardcore, little <clears throat> skunked, and like I think Heineken's aesthetic is cool too. I like want to. I wish I liked Heineken. You no, know, Heineken Light was voted the best light beer in America. Which, which shouting out booze brands for the. Uh... It was. Uh, <laughs> this I podcast is not I brought to you by any reason. alcohol beverages yeah. except for cut water spirits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, no, Heineken Light's dope, guys. <laughs> and you can drink a lot of them. See, I like that. Mm-hmm. Because then that's kind of the reason... That's 3% alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, trust me, I, when I, I go out... Every yeah. I want to do like, a podcast, have three beers, and have it be like beers. I had one drink. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, because normally, like, I'll go out, get a couple Stellas, and then maybe a couple Tequilas, and then your boy will make an ass of himself with the rainbow like he did back in March. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> but I notice after I have three or four Stellas, which are six point beers, I'm like, okay, you probably should not have too many more of those. Sure. But if you go out and get a Coors Light or you know something or Michelob, that's like my alternate to everything is Michelob. Great. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I love it. McUltra. Yeah. Dude, I can drink like seven of those. Dude, yeah. these, I'm telling you, this and premieres are the are the the next level like, down. Yeah. It's, it's really great. I can have three premieres or three Heineken lights 
I can catch a tiny bit of a buzz. Mm-hmm. There's no hangover. There's, yeah. I feel like I've been keeping up with the boys in yeah. a sense, but I don't. I don't ever want to get hammered anymore. Like yeah. I don't especially really, during the, during well, the quarantine. Especially. Yeah. That, that that's one of the reasons why I haven't really drank during the quarantine is because sad. like like well because the way I drink like when I'm on tour like you know you know and not that like I'm an alcoholic on tour but like you know yeah, me and Doc. We'll have like the Trulies or the White Claws, yeah, and like those are five I, I points, drink dude. Every fucking night of tour, and <laughs> you know, and then of course, if I add like you know tequila or Crown Royal into that mix, like as you get older, like my thirtieth birthday party, I had a three day fucking hangover. Yeah, and then there's this weird, this weird thing that starts happening once you kind of hit like a certain age where you get like the fucking uh, I call it the booze blues. What's that? We're the next day for no fucking reason whatsoever. Are you sad? You're just, you feel guilty. You feel like shit. Oh my God. Rebecca's a huge sufferer of that. The booze blues. I do too, but I I, I keep it inside. I don't say much about it. Oh, I'm a very, I'm I'm very. The guilt and and hurting. I have have such extreme guilt from drinking, which comes from a lot of me being a fucking horrible person drinking. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's like, it's like you could just get shit faced, not really do anything like inappropriate, but the next day you're just like, why did I do that? And I can't, and I can't ever, I'm so glad I'm, I'm so glad I'm not alone in that. Yeah. Like I harbor so much guilt with drinking. I'm going to have guilt after just having two drinks and a shot. Like that's like, that's a bad day. Like that's me being bad. I'm still fun, and I so I won't like feel a guilty. Rag. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy, but I harbor all this guilt from yeah. when I was a party animal. Actually, so my like it got real dark in my life. Uh, I've probably talked about this at some point, but so back in 2010, I was in a band called In This Moment, and so like August, I got fired from In This Moment. September, like uh, my little Chihuahua that I had since I was eight years old had a heart attack and died in front of me. <gasps> And then, like, the next month, my girlfriend, who was, like, the girl of my dreams, like, literally since, like, 13 years old, decided she was going to break up with me. So, (laughs) so within that month period, um, I just got real depressed. And then, so me me and my buddy lived down the street. We would go get a 30-pack every night. So I would get a 30-pack. Me and him would split the 30-rack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 15 beers. And then I would go home and drink a half-bottle of Crown Royal every night. Dude, that was like a normal Boston day. Don't Dude. feel bad about that. So, That's what we well, the there's a difference, home. though, because back in the day, I could do that, but I'd probably be on Adderall or doing cocaine. Oh, yeah. We used to do it But that. I had friends that would just do that. No. I, you would just do that. I've never done cocaine See, once in my entire life or so that's Adderall. Next level. Cause I, cause I, so, no, because, yeah, we, we're done with so that bad. shit. But in my 20s, dude, like, even up to my late 20s. I can fucking... say that now because I'm 30. In it, my 20s, I love Oh, happy cocaine. late birthday, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, once you're in your 30s, you can get away with it. In my 20s. I could do a bump of cocaine now, and I would have to rest for two days. <laughs> yeah, like, no thanks. I can't, my body can't even handle but, it. But, like, I could back then, like, you know, be on fucking Adderall or something. I could drink 15 beers in a yeah. half a bottle you or something. You think you can, because but it's, it's big. But without that fucking help... Without the fucking Neil Armstrong in it, mm-hmm. with the booze, that's that's pretty hardcore, dude. <laughs> <Neil Armstrong>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I was you, you know, performance enhancing drugs. Dude. I can drink this much, but don't be impressed because it's yeah. not me. Yeah, you're fucking. So up. that's some tank. <laughs> I, I one of Armstrong in it. Is that what it is? Yeah, the moon guy with the on the bike. Yeah. <laughs> the moon guy uh, on the bike. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, so that's like that's some hardcore drinking. That's that's like beyond anything I think I've. So I did that. I did that for probably three months straight. So about around. How old were you? 
I will, let's see, uh, 2010. So 10 years. Uh, yeah, so 24. It's that's, yeah, but right. So yeah, that's, that's a perfect the time. You metabolize it. I, dude, I was buying a Taco Bell was a open till one, you know? Yeah, for real, dude. That's like, I mean, it's <clears throat> what you did. So, and then actually, um, uh, I, I remember I was trying to get a hold of my buddy, Nick Diltz, who introduced me to, to your company. Yep. And uh, he found me a job because I was looking for work as well. And uh, I remember I did that job one time after a night like that. And I was like, oh, you can't do this job <laughs> when you're that hungover. <clears throat> Dude, impossible. And then I was like, all right. I told my friends, I was like, all right, I'm not going to drink for six months. So I was like my New Year's fucking resolution. So New Year's of 2010, going into 2011, I got so pissed drunk before, like, New Year's. So I was like, it's still, you know, it doesn't count. Sure. I passed out at 1130. (laughs) So I didn't even make it to midnight on New Year's. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to make it. I'm going to go six months without, without drinking. I actually made it. Eight months. Oh damn! Wow. You got willpower. Yeah, I made it eight months because I was scared that like like uh, I, I was scared that if I was gonna if I was if I started like you know oh, I'll have a beer with here I'll have a beer there that I was gonna go overboard because I didn't know if like you know that was that's a major self control dude. With, yeah. with I didn't know if that was gonna be a part of like you know some people have the gene you know what I mean sure. you know people who have the gene I know people who have the gene yeah you know and I just didn't know if I was like if I start drinking again am I gonna be out of control like oh, I dude, was if I didn't have Rebecca up my ass I'd be a fucking monster dude I guarantee <laughs> yeah. it oh my god what what we do these days is we we have a rule that we it's if it's worth it we go for it yeah if it's worth it because I'm done wasting like a podcast shooting the shit sure worth it yeah. have a couple beers a fucking Super dope concert where you're going to rock the fuck out with your cock out, dog. Yeah. It's worth it. But we had so many nights just going out to random bars and, like, doing drugs till fucking five in the morning for no reason. It's Tuesday, you know, April 2nd, and, like, nothing (laughs) happened that evening. And you're somehow at some dude's house partying your face off. Like, oh, yeah. That shit ain't worth it. I never did drugs, and that's happened to me before. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, (laughs) just... You know, it was with friends and shit, too. It wasn't like just meeting random people and being psychos. But uh-huh. did it enhance my life or maybe deplete it a little bit? So, we're yeah. like, if it's worth it, not not even with drugs anymore, just like drinking. Because yeah. we work out, we drink a lot of water, and we chill. But yeah. if, we, if something dope is happening, we're like, all right, we can drink. But, I mean, years ago, Jesus Christ, yeah, fucking party animals. Yeah, so I remember I had this really shitty week. That like led me back to the drink, you know. Eight months later, after I after I already moved past, See, that's almost scarier. You... <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was just like I I kind of just told my friends like I was like I had a shitty week, like I've made it eight months. I told myself I was gonna make six months. You weren't posting Fuck. like I'm straight edge now on Twitter. No, and shit, right? no, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, that's the worst. And so I remember I went to go pull out for some reason I don't remember why I went to go pull out cash to go buy like a new Castle Tallboy instead of just using my card. Sure. I don't know. This is fucking ten years ago. Um, <clears throat> so I remember I go to pull out cash to go pick up some 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 beers for me and my friends and i was gonna go to my buddy's house who literally lived walking distance literally a half a block away from my house okay so i wasn't driving i wasn't doing anything gross you know and i realized when i get to where i was to buy the alcohol that i left the fucking 20 dollar bill in the atm machine <laughs> oh no dude. <laughs> so i had to go back so the booze i bought that that actually cost me double oh but i remember i so i went in i went into the liquor store 
And I think it was probably one of my accounts, and they always told me to pay cash. They'll give me a discount Sure. when I worked at the, for the beer company. And uh, so I go in. I buy a Newcastle Tallboy because for some reason that's the first thing that comes to my mind after eight months of not drinking is a, gi- a gigantic fucking 18-ounce like, Newcastle. Like, What's that got, 7%? Yeah, that's what I need. <laughs> and, then, and then I think I bought like uh, a 12-pack of like Bush Light or something. Sure. I, don't, I don't remember. But I remember I get like halfway through that Newcastle, and I'm just like, your boy is tanked. Yeah. And do you know what? My Actually, my alcohol tolerance has never recovered. Really, Since from then. from that eight month break? Because yeah. well, I also I also take breaks when I'm when I'm at home. So like I typically, you know, I'm only home for, you know, I think the longest I've been home in the past two years has been like two months. So what I'll do is you know I'll go to the gym every day. I'll eat healthy. I won't drink. You're fucking disciplined, dog. Well, you I'm, I'm a piece of shit out there eating fucking pizza at three o'clock yeah, in the morning. Yeah, I mean, that, what the fuck fun is it if you're not? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people could tell me, but <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, you're touring the world and yeah. like playing some major fucking Like, venues. when am I going to be in fucking Moscow again? Exactly. You know? Yeah. Six, 60 year old you's going to be like, I'm glad you had the lasagna and natty lights that night, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> well, it. over there, man, it's the cider. Like, oh, yeah. It's, well, cider's sure not shit, really right? not like promoted too much over here but i fuck, fucks with cider i love me yeah, some fucking cider I, I like you cider did for a while it is so super high yeah but until white claw came along and saved white the day yeah well typically like if I was going out drinking, like if I'm like, all right, th- I'm going out, like it's my birthday, sure, yeah. or hanging out with homies, like my drink of choice typically would be, you know, as long as I'm not counting calories or you know whatever. It's a fuck it, fuck yeah. it moment. It's fuck it mode. Yeah, uh, is Crown Royal ginger ale with a lime, but yeah, a yeah. double. That's good. Justin, throw that it's shit so in a good. pint glass. Yeah. <laughs> Crown Royal ginger ale is so good. And. Crown Royal ginger beer is so Yes, good. get that extra bitey from like having like a reeds or something. Yeah. That's my shit. That is my shit. It's hard. But yeah. you have like three or four of those, and they're doubles. Like you're not having a good time. No, I can only have one of those. Yeah. And they taste so good, you can drink them just as fast as you drink anything. Yeah, yeah. they just it just goes down. It's like you know the the kind of uh, the. The, the sweet and the bitiness from the from the ginger ale yep. and then you know whatever from the crown it's royal yummy. it's fucking it's a oh, tasty it's, treat yeah it's when when alcohol gets too yummy it's yeah, scary it's dangerous yeah <laughs> it's terrible sometimes i'll order a guinness if i'm drinking too fast yeah which which is yummy but you know what i mean it helps like, you slow down a it bit. helps you slow down a bit you get the, a little froth you yeah. fucking sip it well, typically, I mean, that's why I've been, like, kind of sucking on this in between. Uh, it's my water bottle. As I try to have, you know, a water in between my beverages now. Exactly. Just, uh... that all the time for every alcohol. Well, no, we st- I have a lot of water these days, and we also stocked up that, that fridge with LaCroix, but we're all out. But I've La been just sucking those. Oh, the cruxes. The when you leave. <laughs> <laughs> no, you I don't. get LaCroix, I'll do it tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, you just do it tomorrow. It's Friday, baby. Wait, what day is it? No, it's not. It's Thursday. Thursday. Uh-oh. It's Thursday. <laughs> I wonder how. I wonder how long this thing's been going on. That's quarantine. I mean, you don't know what fucking. I mean, like today, I went to the gym. I know I'm not supposed to. Is it open? You don't not, have to get into that. I don't want you to get here. It's but. private. Okay, there you go. So, and there's never more than four it's people. Private or you talked about it's private. The gym. The gym's <laughs> the gym. private. It's private. My private. 
It's, it's private. Right, right. Uh, you know, there's never more than four people in there at a time, and it's very safe. There's literally a woman who walks around after me cleaning everything I touch. Yeah. That's cool. So, you know, everyone has a mask and a face shield. There's air fucking cleaners, and it's there it's, it's very safe. Yeah. I'm just tired of being a fat piece of shit, and I just want to go and you. work out, you know? Yeah, I was yeah, Jane in it every day. She's got me on. She's got me on. Uh, four miles, and I was coming in doing chin ups, and then it struck where it's 108 degrees outside. Yeah, it's because we moved north. Exercise. It is. Month. It is hotter over I've the hill. Been doing like little workouts inside, doing my hit cardio, but it is not the same. See, I, I, you know, I, I live, I live with roommates, but like I don't have like a, a significant other in my life. Sure. So I, I, if it's left to me to like. Oh, you got to get in shape. It's like, no, it's going to be like my personal trainer. Like, hey, dude, we working out tomorrow? I'm like, oh, you text me. So, yeah, of course we're fucking working yeah. out tomorrow. I'm not going to. I Honestly, my, my motivation right now is just kind of like, meh. Well, so I got no one else. I would complain, too. But I still want that. He wants it too. <laughs> I asked her to marry me. Up in the air. Nah, <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, oh, no, I, no, I know how lucky I am. She whoops my ass into shape. So I'm down 12 pounds. He's down 12 but, pounds. Awesome, dude. But I could be down much more. Dude, you know I, gained, I, mean? I gained So I gained 20 pounds. I gotta do my hit cardio more. What's that? Uh, do I gained 20 pounds over the quarantine. Really? Yeah. I, yeah. I was down yeah, to like 188. Not at looking, all. You look looking svelte. The arm, your arms are big, you so that's the, we'll see. No, I, I've been, small, I've been, right? I've been feeding the 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 weightlifting with carbs. Sure. So my arms are going to look a little bit better because I'm just. Well, you, know. you look, you look symmetrical and good. Oh, so, well, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I appreciate, yeah, yeah. It. I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, I've been trying guys. to lift a little bit just to. Uh, Dude, I'm that's the only thing. Boy, so I want to, you know, yeah, work out, get a little bit. I mean, that's the only thing I really do. You know, is I is I don't I can't really fuck with cardio like running and shit. Like sure. my no, knees are shot, my so ankles are, are shot. Have you heard of hit cardio? Because it's why life are you changing. Screaming at me. It's life changing. <laughs> I don't even have a mic. Yeah, I think you're, that's why you're, you're yelling at me. Hit cardio is life changing. If you want, if you have some extra, I, I do. Hips, I you just want to shed. You do it in your bedroom. Okay. It's so challenging. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube, H-I-I-T, Hit Cardio, whatever you look up. Mm-hmm. He's got shot knees. I have shot knees now, too, because I'm 30. It's going to happen, but Hit Cardio. Did that happen overnight when you turned 30? It did. It, honestly, it did. <laughs> There's a lot of shit that happens worked, when you turn 30. I worked out the day after I turned 30, and I busted my knee. I've been wearing a brace all week. I just had to take it off. I just heard the other room, ah, oh, my fucking knees. And I was like, oh, which one? And she was like, both of them. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you going to hop over to me? Like, how do you limp with two fucked up knees? Yeah. There's no limp. It's just a forward hop motion. <laughs> a crawl. <laughs> just like squeezing on by. Oh, it was sad. It was so sad. Well, I, I do, well, like, because, you know, I'm a fucking douchebag and I have a personal trainer. You know, he Whatever. kind of, he no, kind of. Great. I, I forgot that you had that. Never mind. Um, okay. So luckily, you know, when I, he'll kind of gauge, he'll straight up look at me and be like, well, Kyle, you know, your arms aren't looking as, as big as they used to. Or, man, that back, we really got to work on that back he today. shames you. Yeah. <laughs> no, he won't. He won't. He Like, there's times where, I've, where I'm like, yo, I'm going to go see Eric and he's going to be like, damn, you got a little beefy. You know sure. what I mean? And, but he doesn't. He's just like he knows what he wants to work on. He's like, all right, you're eating carby, huh? All right, well, this is what we're going to do to help do that. That's so you know, crazy. maybe that's what I need. I have you though, baby. 
You know, dude. Dude, dude, he looks like fucking like He Man. Like if if He Man was like a real person, like Dolph Lundgren. No, like the animated cartoon. (laughs) Does he have a uh, a haircut like that? Damn, that's hot. Good for him. He's owning that shit. I always feel like if I cut my hair too short, and his name is Eric too. Damn, I'm jealous of this guy. Eric the trainer. Ah, oh, Eric the trainer. Eric T. <laughs> but so he'll like kind of guide my workouts. Sure. And that's so crazy that people like are that well informed nutritionally. Yeah, that they can look at you and be like, "Oh yeah." Well, I he's been doing it for thirty years. No, I mean, of course, yeah, of course. People, do you know who Ethan Supley is? No. All right, so Ethan Supley was in Mallrats. He was in. Um, Oh, oh, oh! American the, the History X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the 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 sailboat. It's a schooner. Yeah, 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 yeah. So at his biggest, and I think it was like American yeah, History X. Oh, he's X like or buff as shit on Instagram now. Yeah, he's that's who he works with. Is my is my trainer? Oh no shit! Yeah. Damn, so he was six hundred and fifty pounds. He's two fifty now, and he's ripped. And mind you, he's like six three, six four. Damn. Like yeah, he was a big motherfucker. Yeah. And now he just looks like fucking GQ model fucking... Is he going to grow a little bob top? Little <laughs> man? No, I don't think that's required. That's so cool, man. Yeah, I... Shit. We're just having a sip of our delicious Heineken lights. Brought to you by... No. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's pretty good, man. Um... I think we can end it now there on a good note All right. while while I still have if there's anything else you'd like to say, feel free. No, not really. Uh use the quarantine to get in shape. Lose a little bit of weight. Don't go crazy. Keep your mind healthy. Drink Meth- drink light beer if you gotta drink. Methsyndicate.com. <laughs> yeah. Yep, methsyndicate.com. Uh, at Meth Syndicate on Instagram. Is there anywhere? Do you got like a TikTok? Do you nah. have a OnlyFans? Nah, Instagram's where it's at. <laughs> it's if you like Twitter, it's Meth Syndicate sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's because he locked himself out of the original <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> it's not, and not then uh, Rebecca is at Rebecca Undead. undead yeah. Is yeah. there an underscore in there? Or no. No, no. No. Underscore. I ain't no bitch. All right. Rebecca Undead. No underscore. <laughs> no underscore. No underwear. <laughs> what? Only bitch. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Check out my OnlyFans, Eric D6969. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. It's doubled up. My mine is a uh, big conk four twenty sixty nine. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining me. Thanks for and uh, thanks for the delicious beverages. You're welcome. Let's play my video games. Yes, let's let's play play video games. (laughs) All right. Well, till next time. It's your boy Conky Kyle, and uh, this has been shut the f up with Kyle Conkiel. See you next time. so much for listening um you kind of heard the name of the podcast there i don't know if that's gonna stick or not but i obviously have had a couple of 
adult beverages during that podcast. So, but yeah, it was super fun. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to do that with them again soon with a third microphone so you could hear Rebecca a bit better. But uh, again, if you want to follow them, Eric is at Meth Syndicate on Instagram. Rebecca is at Rebecca Undead on Instagram. And uh, I was going to put Eric's band in here, but I'm not going to lie. I haven't figured out how to do that. And I just, I just can't be bothered to look that up right this second. So again, thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time.